From Baltimore, Maryland, this is The Stoop Sessions, a One Hope podcast. Join us for conversations about ministry on The Stoop. Learn more about our work at www.onehope.gives. Check one, two. Check one, two. Check one, two. Well, that was all the material I got. I got nothing else. Well, we haven't even started. Man. But this is our last episode of the year. Welcome to The Stoop what? Sessions. My name is Joel Kurz. My name is Stephanie Greer. My name is Eric Hill. And uh, man, before we started pushing record, before we push record, uh, we had some good conversation and Stephanie feels like she's done for the day. I do. I feel like that that was, that's all I had. So I should have pushed record 30 minutes ago. Yeah. And we, Eric even sang, which you is, heard me sing it, it right? is so rare. Mm-hmm. You want to hear, you want to hear a little snippet? I want to hear a little snippet, bro. What's going on? Whoa. Hey. hey. What's well, going on? We got a tenor. <laughs> and why why is Eric saying, singing what's going on? Because Joel was singing it earlier. Well, that's Very true. true. <laughs> Joel was singing it earlier, mostly because I was asking, what's going on? It's because the theme of this podcast episode is? Year in Review. What's that's going right. on? It's the end of the year. What's going on? Man. So this is our last podcast of the year. Man, it's been a good year. Sitting on the stoop with you guys. Oh, he's yes. getting warm and sentimental. Eric. Yeah, we don't, we don't really <laughs> get I mean, that I just too remember much, like so, yeah, warm, I remember warm days with blue skies. Mm. And, you know, the guys on the corner and the lady walking up the street. <laughs> We're just sitting on the stoop having a conversation, recording it. That's, yeah, yeah. That's what we do. <laughs> it's, it's still been warm days this week. It though. has it's crazy. Been. The sun's yeah. out, which is good for my winter funk. I, sure. I'm the Lord is saying the sun is out. So as we wrap up the year. What I thought we could do is is just talk through 2021 and uh, what's been good, what's been challenging, what we're hoping for in 2022. But before we do, I uh, did want to reference this article. This past year, I read an article in The Atlantic entitled, Low Income Communities Are Struggling to Support Churches. And in the article, it explained that working class and poorer families are less likely to participate in religious community than any other socioeconomic group. And so as I'm reading that, one of my reflections from that article was was simply this. Since low-income communities cannot support the work, often not only are works folding and closing and uh, churches are struggling in poor communities, but then also what what I've seen with my own eyes is that ministries often take an us serving them kind of approach Mm. where uh, those who do have the resources come in often from the outside, you know, maybe they'll put like a little ministry center there as an outpost Mm -hmm. of their ministry. Um, Maybe it has their name on it, maybe it doesn't, but it's, it's very much so feels like a us on the outside coming in, serving them on the inside. But um, one of the things that the, that the article highlighted is, as, as I already said, is that working class and poor families are less likely to participate in, uh, re- in religious community mm. than any other socioeconomic group. What, the, what does that tell us? Well, it tells us that folks that are com- coming from difficult contexts are not presented with the hope of the gospel, uh, the hope of ultimate restoration, forgiveness mm. of sins, yeah. 
uh, there's a disconnect in the way that we think about discipleship and the way that we think about church planting. And I'm not saying that there are no churches in low-income communities. Of course, there are. Uh, there's some churches that have been, you know, corner, corner churches, family churches, as well as some traditional churches that are just faithful mm-hmm. to the gospel. Yeah. But that's not to say that there's just not a great need uh, that's that's facing us. So uh, the result is that low-income communities are often spiritual deserts. Yeah. Uh, um, we don't just want to serve the poor. We want to make disciples of the poor. Sure. And I think what the three of us would agree on is that we believe that a healthy church is a countercultural display of God's glory in the community. Meaning, when you have a healthy church in a tough neighborhood, it's like this neighborhood within the neighborhood. You know, it's a city within the city. It's a community within the community. Uh, Jesus himself said, when you get saved, you get a hundred brothers, a hundred mothers, a hundred sisters, a hundred, you know. When you get saved, you lose so much. Yeah. You walk away from so much, but you gain so much in the church. And so the church then becomes this network of family and friends, mentors and models, Christ-centered discipleship, gospel hope for a hopeless world. Mm -hmm. And so all that to say... We are all about the church. That's all I got to say. I'm done. Yeah, well, it's finished. It is done. <laughs> it really is finished. So tell us I'm drinking my coffee now. <laughs> He's sipping it. Um, wow, and he has it in a really nice What did mug. I do with that muffin you bought me? I saw <laughs> remnants was, of it I feel outside. like I need a muffin. You, yeah, it would be ceremony? nice. ceremony? Mm, no, bro, but okay. the fact that you know that means you have listened well to your sister this See, season. See, she went outside of the community. I did. To some bougie coffee <laughs> I shop. I did go. But you know what she did, Eric? She got me a latte and a muffin. It was it it was wonderful. And so it it shows you that there still is hope for outsiders, right? Yeah, just a word. But I was gonna say, you know, we're some regular folks, quirky folks, regular folks at the garden, and so it is sweet to see the need for solid churches. Is because just coming in, um, maybe once a week or giving uh, uh, services that are surely needed, does not replace. The hope of the gospel. That's right. So, uh, yeah, what are some of the things that we do that helps, uh, the work that we do that helps fund local healthy churches? And I'm glad you put it that way, Steph, because one thing that I'm always trying to communicate is that One Hope doesn't do ministry. One Hope is a behind-the-scenes organization that funds ministry through local churches. And, of course, there's one local church that we fund at this point, and that's the Garden Church primarily, because One Hope is a ministry of the Garden Church. However, we're hoping to plant churches and then broaden that beyond the garden. So, yeah, what are some things that we support? One is internships. To train and raise up disciples. Right? <laughs> That's good. Right, to train people for the work of, of ministry. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that they would go on and, you know, be prepared to plant churches. Yeah. So we, we have uh, a couple interns right now that we support. Our interns are... Always, well, not always, but almost always from the context, new believers. Uh, This isn't like your typical um, ministry internship preparing people for full time ministry. These are, this is more like discipleship equity. This is uh, a venue for people to come in and get five days a week training, discipleship, um, often coming from the streets from a drug addiction background. and then there's also others that are trying to get trained for ministry mm-hmm. and come into the intern program uh, for that reason as well. 
So it's a little little bit of a both end. We also fund uh, a after school program, mm-hmm. uh, which we are relaunching. We are. We yeah. are focusing on reading. Stephanie, why focus on reading? Well, oftentimes the kids in our neighborhood and in our context, really in, in the states in general, at at the end of third grade, that's where they typically fall off of like reading competencies and goals. In and, our neighborhood, you mean? Uh, in our neighborhoods, but also yeah. just statistically. Statistically, in, in America, yeah. So. Uh, we decided to do a reading emphasis to show our kids that they actually read everywhere. And we're using, uh, you know, we're reading through God's word as a devotional. Uh, we're doing homework. Uh, we've got uh, kind of older volunteers. Eric's son is one of them that kind of comes in and helps kind of like pave the way. Uh, you know, it's cool that way. So they're able to see kind of different type of generations, I guess, helping out and stuff. So, yeah, it's an emphasis because we, like Sunday school was started to, teach individuals how to read and so that they would read God's word and we want to help empower these kids uh, to read and to see uh, the good news and also just help them with school in general. So that's why we made in reading emphasis because reading is important. And it's been really, it's been really, really cool to see the kids fight um, leaving um, at the end of the day because they want to keep reading. I'm like, that sounds like a job well done. The reason we started an after school program at the garden church is uh, we had kids just coming into the office and uh, this, is, this is going back a couple of years. And I remember I looked at uh, Montreal at the time and I was like, man, we got kids in the office. Like, let's do something with them. And yeah. so we started every day just doing something with them. And it became yeah. what we call the Young Leaders Society. And that really, it came to an end with the pandemic. Am I right on that? Right. Yeah. I mean, we can't talk about 2021 without talking about the ways right. that COVID <laughs> has affected or, you know, in some ways helped our ministries and in other ways affected it negatively. True. So. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, we, we are piloting a new program. It's just a couple kids. We're just trying this out. We're trying to bring back uh, some of the ministry that we were doing for youth, uh, again, through the Garden Church, and it's funded through uh, One Hope. Yeah. What we're hoping is to raise $10,000 or $20,000, $10,000 apiece, $20,000 for two part-time youth workers to run our after-school program in 2022. So if, if anybody's listening, you got $20,000. You hear that, listeners? Listen right. up. Do the intro, bro. Make, make the intro happen. You want me to sing the song? I think um, they sure. will give the money. Go ahead. What's going on? Oh, mm. that, that, that song. song. Yeah, you want me to <laughs> sing that? Yeah. What's going on? Help that, support. Look, that little hook right there, that, that definitely... That's got us 10000 right now. I mean... <laughs> That's worth a couple dollars. It is, it is. But yeah, it's important and it's it's been great um, uh, to even see, uh, yeah, uh, kids and uh, members yeah. get involved. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have, you know, I, I know our uh, friend T.C. Taylor and his church, One Fellowship. I don't know if they would mind me giving them a shout out. Well, but you just did. I just did. And they are supporting our after school program directly starting in 2022. So oh, praise God for that. Yeah. So there, there are some churches that kind of get behind it. And that's one one thing that churches can do is say, hey, what are some ways that we can work together with the Garden Church to really impact a ministry that otherwise could not be done without some of this help? Mm-hmm. Which takes away an us versus them and actually makes the makes it the church. Yeah. Yeah. I think it testifies well to the love that we have for, for neighbor. Yeah. And historically, like that's that's always been true. Like if you look at history, mm-hmm. like Christians they have done like the most good. Yeah. Well, you know, the Sunday school movement started as a way to teach kids how to read, with the goal of reading the Bible. So in some ways, you know, we're just kind of like 
in that same sort of yeah. historical vein. Yeah. You never know, like, some of the kids, like, that, you know, we're pouring into, you know, teaching them to read now. You never know, like, they will go on yeah. to do, like, down the line. Yeah, it is, it is sweet to see. I, I had a mentor who uh, started mentoring me at 11, and I uh, I think I called her, like, a couple years ago and said, um, you have, like, a 10-year return on <laughs> this lesson right. you're teaching me. It finally clicked in my adulthood, and so um, we, we go through and we talk about sin and um, it, sure. it's and we talk about more than anything God's um, love for us, and I think uh, just going, being able to take them somewhere else through God's word, through books in general, has been sweet. What other things have we been up to? Um, we have been doing some workshops here and there. Uh, one of the things we try to do is lead some workshops in other churches or uh, here in Baltimore as a way to encourage other churches that are in in the same context or trying to reach out. Uh, in low-income contexts, and uh, that's been encouraging over the last year. Um, I was able to go up to Nashville and lead a workshop uh, hosted by a buddy of mine, Matt McCullough, at Edgefield Church. We did a workshop there called, uh, what was it called? Welcoming Uh, the Outcast. Welcoming the Outcast. Thank Mm. you. We did... um, Did a weekender. We did a weekender. We did our first weekender. So if you're familiar with like a Nine Marks weekender, if you're listening to this, and um, if you're familiar with a Nine Marks Weekender, our Weekender is, is kind of like that, dipped in inner city culture and ministry, just trying to apply healthy church principles in our context. So, Including a chicken box. On the <laughs> Avenue. Yeah. Yep. That, I mean, I Did think we do chicken boxes? Yeah. You, you know, you take Mary's? everybody there. Man. We went to yeah. Mary's. <laughs> you so, guys got me a lemon pepper combo. Our Weekender was, uh, it consisted of an elders meeting as well as a meeting with... Uh, Elders' wives. Yep. Um, it was a full day of training. We did a on Saturday. We did a preaching lab and teaching lab mm-hmm. that was with Jeremy Dixon from Freedom Church here in Baltimore and Thabiti Anyabuile from mm-hmm. Anacostia River Church in D.C. And it was real cool. Yeah, and I think probably one of my most fun parts is our members hosting meals and having people yeah. over and really talking to them. Uh, Eric, you guys hosted um, someone who was uh, thinking about even moving to the inner city. You probably don't even remember because you, your door's always open, bro. I know. No, it I really remember. is always open. It was yeah. Sunday after. Yep. yep. It so Sunday it's after. just sweet to see that, they, again, we're, we're a family. Um, the church is doing the work. Uh, and, um, yeah, we get to see that happen. So we did a weekender. We did not do... One special event that we were looking forward to. Uh, the One Hope Conference. Years. Yep. That's a sad womp, womp, womp. <laughs> yeah, we, we, uh, we couldn't find a venue for that uh, because of the new COVID. I don't know. Is COVID it's even new? <laughs> I think at the time, there, Omicron something. variant was sort of like... It was the Delta. Delta. Yeah, it was the Delta. Delta, Delta variant was yeah. lurking, yeah. coming at us, and, and so everybody shut down. And so we... Uh, Joe would have had this conference outside, y'all, but it wouldn't have fit. <laughs> yeah. Too but cold. We trust the Lord with it. So we, we didn't have any venue. We didn't want to move, out, move it outside the, the area, which, um, which, is, uh, which would have changed things for us. So we decided to postpone it. We're hoping yeah. to maybe do the One Hope Conference... In February. In late February. And we're surrounded by books that we can't wait to give away. We have so a lot please. of books. Right. <laughs> we are hopefully doing that soon. Freebies. So we didn't have a One Hope Conference, but we did have a Weekender. I well, guess we, were, we were actually able to gather regularly on Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that can't that. be like, uh, 
We can't like overlook that. Right. Especially After, coming <laughs> for us, it was eight or nine months. I think of not gathering. Yeah. So like we actually were yeah. able to gather consistently on Sundays. It's amazing. A lot of good has came out of that. It has added a lot of new members. And baptisms. How? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So God. The so question God has is, been good. how does one add members and um, how does baptisms happen during a pandemic? Like, how, how did that happen at the garden? Well, thankfully, the gospel was still preached. Yeah. And faith comes by hearing. You better walk hearing me through Romans. I'm going to sit down and walk through. And I am sitting now. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, you know, we, we, we kept preaching, teaching, and, you know, by God's grace, people continued to come and hear the gospel being preached. That's right. And they believed. Yeah, and they we, were added to the church. Hey. We, we baptized and brought in <laughs> some, some folks who we connected with. When we were not even meeting, just on yeah. Zoom, and yep. um, yeah, and uh, That's right. then they made a profession of faith at some point. They started coming. We started gathering in August of 2020, 20, yeah. and so August of 2021 had been a year mm-hmm. of gathering together. Uh, so we've been regathering for about a year and a half now, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's been real fruitful. Yeah, yeah. I actually had the honor of baptizing my two daughters yeah. in right. 2021. Get some generational. Right. <laughs> yeah. We hit all we just were hitting all the marks there. Yeah. 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 God's faithfulness. My two daughters coming to a uh, profession of faith began with another young man in our church named mm-hmm. Tyler, who was 14 or 15 at the time. Mm-hmm. And had uh, Eric, I think you were meeting with Tyler. Me along with some other people. And some like others. Kevin, Kevin your husband, yep. Kevin, Stephanie. Yeah. And um, so a number of guys were meeting with Tyler. And I think uh, it was after a meeting that he had with Kevin that the gospel just became super clear to him. And the Lord converted him. And, you know, Tyler, prior Night to that. Night and day. Yeah, like yeah. he, he, he was not interested at all. Yeah. Night and day. I said, you just have joy. Yeah. You look yeah. happy. Th- th- this was Tyler. If you yeah, hoodies right. on, <laughs> slouched oh, out. Right, exactly. Now he's always still cold, but he has the joy of the Lord in his heart. <laughs> so I, then I did an uh, evangelistic Bible study at my house for a couple different people. I invited Tyler to it, and I had, had not known at the time that he had uh, believed he was converted. So we're going through this Bible study, and then afterward, Tyler is sharing his testimony about how he came to believe the gospel. Yep. And um, that next morning, my daughter, Eden, had texted me. And uh, she texted me this long message basically saying that she was up all night um, concerned for her soul and realized that she was not a Christian hearing Mm. hearing Tyler's testimony, that she had never uh, been converted. And she pled with God for forgiveness of her sins and trusted in Christ Amen. alone. Praise yeah. God. And so we baptized her, we baptized Tyler, and then also my daughter Jaden had a, a sort of an experience on her own where uh, she kind of hit rock bottom with some things and uh, went through a dark time, came out trusting in Christ alone. Yeah. Yeah. So that was sweet. That was a sweet Sunday. Yeah, it really oh, yeah. was. I was, was sobbing on my bathroom floor. Mostly because I was home with Sevi, but I was I the ba- I was taking him a bath. I should I really should explain context. I was solving that time uh, because of the, the baptism stories, postpartum. But no, I was it was. Were it you was, not there that sweet. Sunday? No, I tried to make it, but I had just I, I just, you just had a baby. Yeah, and mm. I and my body was not up for walking long distances or sitting. 
Um, but uh, so I, I I tried to make it and couldn't, and I was, I was grateful for Zoom in that yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it it was sweet to hear God's word, and also generationally thinking about kids because. I mean, I know that your daughters are no longer kids. I still call them kids. Um, That's how I met them. But it's a good question. Like, uh, even as a church, thinking, okay, do we baptize Mm. um, individuals that have made professions and they're so young? Like, well, how do we do that? We haven't done that before. So, yeah, yeah, what was that like for you guys, elders, as you had to make that decision? Hmm. Well, we have another elder sitting at the table here. Yeah, I said elders with the S. We try to do our best um, to... You know, to make sure that their profession of faith is, is a credible one. And has been tested. Um, and has been tested. Um, so, you know, like historically, um, I think most churches have baptized kids around the age of, you know, around like puberty into like, you know, close to like teenage years, mm-hmm. 12, 13, because we feel like... At the earliest. Yeah, yeah, at the earliest, because we feel like, you know, kids are less under the sway and influence of their parents. So, mm-hmm. and you know... Our relationship with Christ, that's an individual relationship. So, yeah. you know, when you know when we decide to baptize kids at, you know, that age, we want to make sure that they understand, like, you know, what they're, what they're getting into and what they're doing. So Yeah, and at this yeah. point, we're, we're seeing that there is still fruit um, yeah. in all of their lives, yeah. and so it is sweet to, to see, yeah. and uh, they have a hunger for God's Word. And yeah. it's, it's, it's a revitalization effort for my own soul to, yeah. to hear them love the Word, trust yeah. God's Word. Um, so it's it's been good to us. Yeah, good to us. Yeah, we we typically don't baptize kids in in the sense of like six, seven, eight. Right, Actually, right. we we just don't. Yeah. Um, it's not to say that we don't think that they could be saved. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, we want to wait a little bit. Yeah. Uh, until they're like you said, at least past puberty. Yeah. Um, in their teenage years, to make sure that 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 this is truly their faith and that yep. the church can testify. I've, you know I, exactly. what I've told uh, some parents in our church before is, is that when we baptize somebody, it's not just the parents' understanding of their kid's salvation. It's not even just the kid's understanding, but, the, but church. the church, yeah, the church herself needs to be able to say, we think this person has a credible profession of faith. And that's easier and easier to see the older somebody is. Yeah. Uh, I, I do want to bring to mind, I remember maybe two years ago, you were writing in your journal, journal, and you were saying, man, I'm really kind of discouraged about the lack of evangelism opportunities and even mm. um, individuals who have come to man. know the Lord. And it's I been think nonstop it's, since. It's, yeah. <laughs> and just recounting, like sometimes um, we can be, I'm not saying you were like this, but a woe is me, like what is God doing? But I think he really showed us, mm. like, uh, I will build my church. And so it's been cool just to watch and almost like, yeah. see the the writings in parallel we also had some more community like people come into the faith just by recognizing that one they thought they were christians yeah. running that against god's word right. realizing yeah. i am not and that's been a freedom right for yeah. them it's been i'm normally fearful so it's right. like am i going to tell this person that based on what they're saying they're not and apparently right. that that works <laughs> right yeah being so. honest works man you better walk me through the principles and virtues <laughs> yeah. that is honest yeah that's good yeah, we had uh, a young lady that that we baptized not too long ago who um, had come to the church. She she um, had been in and out of churches yeah. over the last 10 years or so. Uh, she went through our membership class. Uh, she came to a membership interview with myself, and, and I remember I asked her, what the gospel was. And she was, you know, super unclear on the gospel. And I told her, I was like, well, I just want you to know that based on your answer, you're not a Christian. And I mean, she clearly didn't understand the gospel. She said, then when I said that, she said, 
she, she started crying and she said, I know that I'm not. She said, the whole way here, I was trying to think of like how to, how to tell this pastor that I'm not actually a Christian. Mm. And then I was like, man, I was like, I appreciate you being honest with me. You know, I said, do you want to be a Christian? She was mm. like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that so we, you know, yeah. we were able to walk through the gospel with her over a number of Bible studies and be able to baptize her as a church was a sweet day. Sweet. Her if name that's is not Tanika. the Holy Spirit pulling on the heart Listen, strings, and a gospel does what, Eric? It makes a man happy. Always or makes a, woman a man happy. In this particular yeah, man uh, yeah, it, It's understood. I'm just speaking. I'm just yeah. personally. Yeah. It makes me no, happy. No, no. You, you I okay. Can't, I can't comment on it. That. It, it makes us happy. <laughs> uh, listen, you guys had an elders retreat. We did, yeah. And y'all so we've did got... one last year. So, I mean, these are these are things. Yeah, we had a retreat last year. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah, yeah and that yeah. rustic A. <laughs> yeah, I was sleeping upstairs. It was like mm-hmm. an A-framed <laughs> rustic home. Yeah. I try if you to... call rustic on it, then it sounds like it's... <laughs> when we do an elders retreat, I like to try to take the guys to a place that they that's will never far... forget. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's so, like, that's not even close to Baltimore. Oh, Lord. Yeah, okay. but we've got... Uh, we've got Two other elders in addition to myself. So I'm the one paid full-time elder. And then Eric is an elder. And we've got Mike Roach, who's an elder. And uh, the three of us serve together the church. And I love serving with these guys. Behind-the-scenes work as lay elders, meaning they, um, they don't work for the church. They have a paycheck through a regular job. Their behind-the-scenes work as lay elders is unseen, mm-hmm. and it's tremendous. Yeah. Like, the amount of work that they do is In addition the to their already yeah. busy lives, it is really, yeah. I will say this, yeah, Eric and Mike, uh, just seeing them labor. Yeah. Is, is Discipleship meetings, tough conversations, uh, church discipline situations that we're walking through, one-on-one evangelism. Like, I could just go down the list and uh, just show how these two guys are constantly using all of their free time um, to love their families and to love the church. <laughs> yeah, you've been in that order. Um, that's cool. That's my own. Yeah, yeah. We've been able, some of our interns are new converts. Um, Nisaiah was a guy that uh, we met. He was homeless, mm-hmm. and now he's living in my house. Praise right. God Praise for God. that. And uh, over 2021, we saw him come to a saving understanding yeah. of Jesus Christ and the yeah. gospel. Uh, he was baptized. He was brought in as an intern. And I really enjoy having him in my home. Yeah, he's a fiery one. He very is. passionate. <laughs> yeah, he's very good passionate. dude. Yeah, good dude. So it's been it's been a really good year. It has been. Now, what are we what are we looking forward to? Very quietly <laughs> and secretly in our prayer journals for well, twenty twenty two. One thing I've been quietly, secretly looking forward to, <laughs> and now very much so publicly looking forward to yes. in the last <laughs> year, is a building. So, the Garden Church that we still don't have yet is praying work. for a building. That's right. Um, it, we have fasted for a building. We have <laughs> petitioned for a building. What have we done? We have laid prostrate for a building. I don't know what else, <laughs> Lord. We've, we've gone we've on prayer walks. We have, right. have Jericho'd for That's a building. Right. It, well, no, we can't Jericho because listen, here's the problem. <laughs> well, we can't. No, for all of our listeners, note. we got to understand. They got to understand this. Every building we're praying for. Is connected to another building, <laughs> That's right? True. And so we can't do prayer circles. We right. can only do a semicircle. So we got to yeah. do these like little seven horseshoes. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. All right, we back. But so we've been obviously we'd love a building. The building that we're in is slightly struggling, and we're, or growing. we're struggling in it, and, and we're, we're growing. growing. We're growing. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, like we. All right, I'm not gonna throw them out there. So you know. No, no, no. But we, we where we're y'all. where we're meeting. It's not the most ideal space. 
That's a kind of nice way to put it. And where we would like to be. I mean, like, I don't want to scare people away from attending our church. Well, you're definitely not there for the facilities. But about a sixteenth of the ceiling (laughs) fell down. Well, during will, a Bible study. Well, maybe this yep. will help somebody uh, donate to our building fund. Actually, and like, Joel, don't we've say got this a mold issue that we're struggling with. Joel, you also <laughs> you just putting all our. I'm just putting it out there. Talk. Look, I'm that's, putting that's it out there. Almost we got to be honest. Nurses, man, and that is that's yeah. dangerous for several reasons. But but here, check this out though. All right, Give us so that. wait. Everybody that's listening needs to understand we can't find any other space to meet. <laughs> we've checked with every single church, every, every single school, school. every there's no place we can meet. All right, and it's cold, so we can't meet outside. No so we can only meet it. where we're meeting. But check this out. People come. They That's pack right. it out. Yeah. Like people and fill up every and Sunday. Worship, and we yeah. tell them like, here's, right. here's the problem with the building. <laughs> yep. Come at your own risk. And they still come. <laughs> Praise God for liability. I don't understand it, church. but right. we keep doing it. So. And it's, the, it's why. It's because it's the Lord. The Lord builds That's, the house. I mean. The Lord builds. And I think, and I, and I think what, what the Lord is doing is that people are hungry for the word. You know, True. and they mm-hmm. come because they want the word. Because yeah. ultimately, that's that's what's needed, right? It's not a hunger for money or success no. or fame, but it's a hunger. That for stuff God's fails word. you. It it's, will, and it's definitely not the building. You're not walking into the system. They're not in okay. here for it's a sixteen chapel. It's just pre, pre, yeah. pre, pre. Our artwork on the ceiling is ne- a never mind. Slightly let's, different. Lest we sound ungrateful, we might sound ungrateful. No, we're not ungrateful. Well, I'm grateful. I'm just being real. Yeah, grateful and real. Yeah, I'm grateful. Yeah, we are grateful. But um, yeah. What are some other things? But we are. Well, no. Let me just hang out here for a second. Okay, stay here. We're we're praying for a building. We are. Yeah. There's a possible building that may work for us. We have a meeting in January about that building. So if you're listening to this, please pray that God's will would be done in that situation. Yeah. Um, We are seeking to raise money for a building. Now, this is through the Garden Church, not through One Hope. The Garden Church would own the building. And uh, but you feel free to donate to the Garden Church's building fund if you would like to give, um, you know, a million dollars. A million dollars. It's very easy. I was going to say a hundred, but we'll go with a million. Hey, the Powerball is up to three hundred thirty-one million. Right well, now that's another. All right, another... so play the lottery <laughs> oh and just tie that to the building. <laughs> Not just playing. <laughs> um, we are in addition. Hoping to plant churches. Yeah, it is what we just want to do. Yeah, right? yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so One Hope. When we started One Hope, the idea was to create a platform of health at the Garden Church of healthy ministry that we could then duplicate as we plant churches. Yeah. And we want to we want to plant churches as the goal of One Hope. So One Hope is really just simply a behind the scenes platform that helps the Garden Church to plant churches because we're a small inner city church yeah. with not a lot of money ourselves. Great yeah. church, but not a lot of not a lot of resources. Yeah. And so we're going to need your help to help us plant churches. That's the idea. Yeah. And so we've got two guys that are public about their desire to plant churches. Their Praise names are? Andrew. Andrew Seacrest and Mike Roach. Yeah. And uh, they're hoping to plant in the next year or two. Uh, and that would be, Lord willing, on that One Hope platform in some of Baltimore's toughest areas. So. In some, yeah, yeah. Uh, M- Mike wants to plant in the Sandtown neighborhood, uh, which is only a few minutes from where. Yeah, we're few minutes. It's like literally yeah. not even a mile from where we're at. <laughs> Point yeah. eight to be specific. But there's plenty yeah. of people to reach with the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Andrew's going to be on the east side, Lord sure. willing. And uh, then we've got a couple other guys that we're talking to about potentially planting a church in Baltimore. So yeah. we're, what we're hoping to see in the next five, 10 years is One Hope become a church planting wing of the Garden Church to plant healthy churches 
in a sustainable fashion in the inner city. Yeah, yeah that's good. Boom. That's it. <laughs> that was a mic drop right there. It was. I was like, the young kids are saying boom these days. Boom. <laughs> it's not me. I am. And, uh, <laughs> and also, one, one thing we're, we're working through, too, is like the stuff that we're currently funding, like job training and youth work. And life coaching. How does that fit with church planting? Well, what, we, what we're hoping to do is, as we, as we develop those, those ministries, is to just simply reproduce those in our church plant. So that way we plant churches in, as a, in a team approach with this multi-prong approach, serving the community well, providing help for the church planters through some of these additional gospel workers. Yeah. That's the idea. That's good. And we've already been, I mean, as far as life coaching and resources go, we've already been sharing that information and that wealth with other churches who um, want to um, imitate or uh, kind of roll out the same kind of thing. So it would just be a continuation of doing that from a church plant perspective. So uh, end of the year, looking forward to the next year, looking to continue to raise up two church planters, hopefully get some support around them, looking to relaunch our Young Leaders Society after school program, continue to develop our job training, internships, and keep doing the podcast. Yeah. I was like, are you asking us? I felt very... Yeah, I mean, I guess that was a question. (laughs) Yeah, I hope so. I kind of like this thing. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Keep, yeah. keep the conversations going. Let's keep sure. it going. Personally, yeah. what are you looking forward to in 2022? Really, I guess just looking to, I don't know, man, just to continue to to grow as a, as a Christian, man. I think, I know that sounds like a, a cliche, but just looking to, you know, be better than I was mm-hmm. last year, man. Just continue to grow. That's good. Yeah. Stuff? I'm looking forward to rest, but more so for my soul than actual physical rest. I hope to get that, too. But, um, yeah, trusting in God's word, telling mm. my soul the truth about who God is. Mm. Uh, that was just a struggle this year. So I'm going to trust the Holy Spirit to help me tell my soul the truth about who God is. That's More on a daily, minute by minute, second by second kind of basis. That's awesome. And uh, see my baby grow. Yeah. Look at that. With my other baby, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The baby just, will grow. Yeah, that's he's going got to teeth happen. now. Oh, yeah. He's biting on everything yeah. and everyone. But yeah, that's the, the, those are the well, joys. Well, I'll be praying for you to Thanks. get rest. Praise. Deep rest. Mm-hmm. And for you to continue to grow, Eric. Uh, for myself, um, man, I would just echo both of those things. Would love to continue to grow as a Christian. Would love to have find rest in the gospel. I'm hoping to read more. Uh, mm-hmm. 20, 21 was kind of a bad reading year for me. Yeah. I just feel like I was uh, not super motivated to read a lot of books. So I did a, did a little uh, experiment with Stephanie earlier today. And I, I read a page of a book out of Blair Lynn's Finding My Father. It took me two minutes to read that page. All right. Let's do the math. True pastor about to exhort us. Yes. Go Let's ahead. Let's do the math. Exhort us. If I read two minutes a day, mm-hmm. I could read two books a year. If I read 30 minutes a day... I could read 36 books in 2022. If I read 60 minutes a day, I could read 73 books in 2022. Or we can get, get a little fancy get here. Fancy. Let's say I want to read some 300-page books. Because you know Blair Lund's book is only 100, 150 pages. Mm-hmm. 60 minutes a day, I could read 36 300-page books. But what if somebody says, I want to read Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology. That's over a thousand pages. John Piper's Providence, 754 pages. Augustine's City of God, 718 pages. 
and Calvin's Institutes, 2,370 pages. Well, you could read all of those books in 2022 if you commit to just reading 30 minutes a day. It's good, man. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? I like yeah. That. So I guess let us know if you're going to join in that yeah, crazy challenge. Right. Well, let's just I kept read. That, that, just I read. kept Take that email on read. red. Right. I'm going to respond when my heart can actually be honest about it. And I, I feel good about it. Two minutes a day. Can you commit to that right now? Yes, I can. I was reading before I came in. How many, how many minutes can you commit to it? Let's do it right now. I probably can do about 20 minutes. 20, 20 30 minutes. 20, 30 minutes a day? Yeah. All right. Well, let's do I'm it. I'm going to go with, I'm going to try, I'm going to aim for 60. That's my goal. Yeah. All right. I'm going to aim for 30. I'll aim I love for, it. for oh. at least two. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, as we close, I do want to say that we need support. Um, there is a end of the year support sort of, uh, what do we call that thing? It's a Christmas catalog. Sure. It's an update on all things One Hope. Yeah. yeah. Ways that you can support us strategically as we close the year. Internships, reading program, church planter training, and all sorts of other things. Um, or you could just give a gift of any amount. Go to www.onehope.gives forward slash donate. And please, would you consider a year-end gift to support not only this podcast, but the whole vision of One Hope as we seek to build healthy churches in the inner city. Yeah. If you've been listening, we need healthy churches. <laughs> we do. Okay, so please support. Listen, yeah. Eric gonna, not going to ask again, but he is. Yep. So, yep, and uh, share with other people who, who would love us. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for being on the stoop. We will catch catch Next you. year. Yeah. Next catch year. you next year. Sure. 2022. Here we come. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And a happy new year. Thanks for listening to the Stoop Sessions. Be sure to catch us next time. As One Hope exists to build healthy churches in the inner city, check us out and connect at www.onehope.gives.